Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. But, but the same spirit that dwells in Pastor Tyrone dwells in me. The same spirit that dwells in Pastor Art dwells in me. You know, uh, uh, we were talking, uh, Brother Edwin, he's one of the newest members in our church, and he was telling me, you know, have you seen the laptops? And I'm thinking, I know Pastor Tyrone's going to bring his laptop. I already know that. You know, he, he preaches from the laptop. I, I'm a pen and paper preacher, amen. I, I use my notes. And and, uh, and then, you know, hearing Pastor Joe yesterday, you know, someone said, I don't know if it was my wife or Edwin, they said, man, he didn't even use no notes. And I said, well, one day when I grow up, I'm going to preach like them. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach like them. You know, I, I have to go by. If not, I'll get, I'll get all haywired. You know, I won't even know what I'm talking about. But anyways, what I want to do is I want to pray. Is that all right? Can we pray before I get going and I forget to pray? Amen. We, we needed to pray this morning that the Lord would just have his way. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes we come in. And we have so much on our plate that, that we can't even hear what God's trying to tell us. Have you ever came to church like that? You're heavy hearted, you're heavy laden. And you come to church and, the, you know, we can hear the most powerful word, but you're not receiving it because your mind is so you're here, but you're not here. And so this morning, we need to catch it. Come on, somebody, put up your right hand or your left hand, and we're going to catch the word of God today. So let's pray. Gracious Father, we just... Come before you right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I pray, Father God, for the anointing, for the power of God. I pray for your people that are here, Father God, that they will receive it, catch it, apply it to our lives, Father God, and that we don't leave the same way as we came in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you all honor, we give you all praise, and we give you all glory in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, amen. Come on, give the Lord another clap offering. This morning, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn me to Joshua, Bible, laptop, iPhone, whatever it is that you have. But we're going to be in the book of Joshua chapter one. And I believe this is the portion of scripture that the Holy Spirit laid upon your pastor's heart to for the theme of your conference, crossing over the well, amen. And uh, uh, so I want to stick to that, amen. And, and I'm going to do my best to encourage you, to uplift you, to enlighten your burden, and just allow the Lord to do whatever it is that he wants to do, amen. Because how many know we came to get renewed in our spirits? You know, Pastor Joe said it so well. Sometimes we got to cross over to get back to the place, you know, and, and sometimes we even got to look back and say, man, my God, what am I doing over here when I should be over there? And allow God to move and, and to, to use me, amen. Uh, uh, you know, Pastor Art was talking about, and this is not on my note, this is a freebie today. And uh, he was talking about when he felt the call that his wife had that same call. And in our situation, it was a little different because when I went to go minister and I felt the call, I told Mama, I said, you know what, I feel Jesus calling me. And she said, I don't know about that, you know. Uh, she said, you better be right, boy. You better make sure 
that it's the Holy Spirit and it's not you because how many know when we get out there, how many know, you know, you're not going to have what you have here. It's just going to be you and the Holy Ghost, which is the best partner you could have anyway. And so we got to be sure of the call. Are you with me this morning? And so I'm going to try to stick to this theme. And uh, like I said, I'm going to believe God that that God's going to use me, amen, that God's going to help me to, to minister, amen, the anointing, the power of God, amen. How I many know most of us were familiar with the book of Joshua, amen, and this is where the Lord instructs Joshua to march around the city for six days, amen. In, in Joshua chapter 6, it says, you shall march around the city, chapter 6, verse 3, it says, you shall march around the city, all you men of war, and you shall go around the city once, and you shall and you shall do six days, and seven priests shall shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. In verse five it says, and it shall come to pass when when they make a long a, a long blast with the ram's horn. Did you bring your chauffeur, Brett? You got to blow it, brother. Oh, man, come on, brother Brad. And it says that, and they shall make a loud blast. Where was that? With the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And then the wall, and then the wall of the city shall fall flat. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. How many know Joshua wasn't a pushover? Come on, somebody. I like what that says. Uh, you know, that when the wall comes down and you come face to face, you're going to get in that man's face. Am I right? He said, you're going to come face to face. Every man that you see, you walk up to him and you tell him, you know what, buddy? This is our territory. It belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to you no more. God promised it and God gave it to us, so we're going to take it from you. Joshua wasn't a pushover. He was Moses' assistant. He was one of the 12 men chosen to spy out the land of Canaan. Amen. His name is the same as that of Jesus, God's salvation. But despite all of this, there's more. There's more. Amen. Now, the real challenges of his life begins. Reality begins to set in. That's just like going out there to pastor a church. And you're going out there to take the land. You feel the call. You're at home. You know, everybody, you know, they announce your name at the conference. You go up, everybody's cheering. <sighs> you know, everybody's glad that, that you're sending. And then you go out there, you find your building, you start sowing seed, you plant the church. And, and you know, all of a sudden things are different now. Reality begins to sit in. We had 15 chairs in our first church, metal chairs at that. And how many know they get hard after a while? Boy, you sit on them chairs and you start, you start twitching a little bit. But anyways, I remember on a Wednesday night, because we live in Santa Fe Springs, and on a Wednesday night, it was pouring cats and dogs. And I remember calling up my buddy, my good friend, Pastor Woody. How many remember Pastor Woody Calvary? And I said, Pastor Woody... I said, do you think Pastor Neville will get mad if I don't go to church tonight? <laughs> because we didn't have nobody. You know, there was, 
Every Wednesday I would preach to my wife and to my daughter and to our sound man. Amen. That, that was it. And so, you know, he said, when you're faithful with the little, God's going to bless you with much. And so, uh, and so we went to church and I remember I'm getting ready to preach and all of a sudden this old drunkard walks in. I'm like, hallelujah, brother. Have a seat, sit down. I'm going to minister to you tonight. Oh, I was one grateful pioneering pastor, believe me. So in verse two of our text, if we go back to Joshua chapter one, in verse one, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead, and now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, and you and all this and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And every place that you sow your foot will tread upon, I so your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. And verse 4, it says, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. How many know Joseph had to, Joshua had to step up to the plate and lead his people, which Moses already had prepared him beforehand. So Moses already knew that he was going to be the next man in line to lead the men. Are you with me today? Yeah. And it says that every place, three and four, it says that every place that Joshua walked was to be given to him. And, and, and this was familiar, familiar ground to Joshua. Joshua had walked uh, here before as a spy, the book of Numbers tells us. He had seen the, the bounty of this good land. He brought back a good report. And now Joshua was getting ready to leave the conquest of Canaan. Talking about having some guts. Come on, somebody. He has responded to the commission, which was my first point. The commission that God has called us. How many know your pastors responded to the commission? Are you with me today? And so... And I'm sure that they prayed about this call, knowing that it wasn't going to be easy. I was thinking about that on the way over. Sin City, is that what they call it? Sin City? Who would want to go to Sin City? That'd have to be the Holy Ghost. And I told my wife, you know, Pastor Art and Sister Maria, they're doing a great job to come out here to the desert to reach a people for Jesus. And then I told her, but you know what? Beside all that, every city you go to is hard. Are you hearing me today? How do you know the devil's not just going to lie over and give it to you? I remember one day in Echo Park, we were on an outreach, and uh, it was two men and all women. And uh, Pastor Tyrone knows his territory. He's over there in Temple Street. Where you from, Pastor Tyrone? You from Temple? What I did. Come on. He's from Diamond. Echo Park. There you go. And uh, so anyways, we go on the outreach. And we're going down this block. I don't know what block. I can't remember. But it was going west from, from, uh, 
from Temple Street. And we turned down this corner because we heard the guys from Temple hang out right there. I mean, you, some, of you, some of you from LA, you know where Temple's at, right in the west side over there. And so we're going down the street and uh, there's about 30 or 40 guys and girls, you know, they're drinking beer. You could hear the music as we're approaching. They're waxing their cars or doing whatever. And uh, I said, oh man, this is going to be a battle, you know. And back then I was a little bit younger. They probably thought I was, you know, still gangbanging or something like that. I don't know. And so I told the girls, I said, you know what? Take, I told Sister Roy, I said, take all the women on that side of the street. And me and Brother Stephan, and there was one other brother, I can't remember who it was. I said, we'll go on this side where, where all those guys were, you know. And, uh, and within 10 minutes, or maybe even less, we had them in a big old circle and we were praying for them. Within 10 minutes, you know, we just start sharing the love of God and what we were doing, amen. And all the women crossed over. I guess they thought they were going to go throw blows with the girls. So they go over there and all the girls are crying. Amen. God was using us. And so this is where Josh was at. Amen. And so I'm sure that your pastors, before coming out here, they prayed. Amen. Because we know the enemy is not going to just give it to them. Amen. There's going to be conflict. And we heard that last night that there's going to be conflict whenever we cross to the other side. But if God is with us, who could be against us? Am I right? Matthew eleven twelve 12 says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, 2023, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So battling is nothing new. From the days of John the Baptist, when, when God commissioned the apostles to go out there to the highways and byways and preach the gospel, how many know, I'm sure the Lord knew that they were going to have adversity come against their lives. Are you with me this morning? The inhabitants were very strong. Their cities were fortified. How many know we live in a world, whenever you speak the name of Jesus, there's going to be conflict. In 1 John chapter 2 and verses 15 to 17, it says that, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of the Father abides forever. How many want to do the will of the Father? I don't know about you, but I always tell my church, when I go off to glory land, I'm going to just I'm be like e, I'm gonna be like ET. Am I right? Don't love the things of this world. In Galatians chapter 5, 19 to 21, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention. Jealousies, outbursts of wrath, outbursts of wrath, envy, murders, drunkards, 
of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the times of the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And Ephesians chapter 6, we're all familiar with this portion of scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts in the wickedness in the heavenly places. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me there's warfare in the church? Where brothers and sisters can't even get along? Hello, somebody. But how I many know oh, that's what the enemy wants? He doesn't want this church to flourish. Am I right? He doesn't want this church to flourish. He wants it to stay as little as possible. Amen. But how I many know oh, even the little things are big in God's eyes? Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter if you have a hundredfold or fiftyfold or, or just two people. The Bible says if two or three are there, that he's in the midst of them. And this is why the Lord told Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Because he knew there was going to be conflict. Amen. So now he had to tell him, you know what, Joshua, but don't fold up. Don't throw in the towel. Be strong and of good courage. You ever hear testimonies? Well, I shot three guys back in the hood. Went to a party and I stabbed another guy. The cops came to get me and, and I assaulted the police officer. You ever hear testimonies like that? They called me Vato Loco in the hood. And then you get saved. Come on, somebody. You know where I'm going now, right? Then you get saved and you endure a little trial and it's like, and out you go. Out you go. Am I right? We've had conflict in the church. We felt like leaving our church. But God did call us to quit. How many know that's the world mentality? Everybody wants to quit. Give up on your marriage. Quit your job. You know, give up on your kids. Go get welfare. I don't know where that came from. That didn't even match in with that, huh? But the Lord told Joshua to be strong and of good courage. There's reasons why Joshua might have been afraid because he was beginning a new vocation, amen? Now he was number one, not number two. Are you with me this morning? How I many know everybody knows how to run a church, but you get in the number one spot? And you're going to see. What did Pastor Mike Neville used to say? Pastoring was the hardest job that he ever had. I wonder why he said that. Why would pastoring be so difficult? You know, everybody thinks pastor got it made. You know, pastor wears nice clothes, drives a nice car. 
and uh, you know, all that stuff that they think that the church gives them and bless them with. Let me tell you something, folks, it don't work like that. Thank God for retirement, right, Sister Arlene? We're, we're, we're over the, you know, 65, 66. You know, we're collecting pensions, 401ks, Social Security. God has been good, amen? But it was hard. Especially in the time of pioneering because I still had to work nine to five. Graveyard at that, 30 years. If I didn't work the graveyard shift, I wasn't able to do the work that God has called us to do. My wife worked 33 years, one job, battling the fire freeway back and forth, an hour and a half up, an hour and a half back home. So Joshua steps up. He had been given a staggering responsibility to lead the people. His hero had died, Moses. Amen. Now, you know, he's like, thinking, what am I going to do? And to top it off, he wasn't at his prime. Are you with me tonight, this morning? But because he knew that God was with them, he had the courage to move forward in the things of God. Look what it says in verse 9 of our text. Go back to Joshua chapter 1. It says, I have commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. He probably said, that's what I'm talking about. The power of God is with us. The presence of God is with us. The promises of God will come to pass. Our job is to just keep pressing forward in the calling that God has called us to take the land and to cross over to the other side. How many know Joshua was equipped with to win every conflict, and so are we. The Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So there's the commission, there's the conflict, and there's the call of courage, and Call of courage, and last but not least, there's the orders to cross over to the other side. In verse 10 and 11, in Joshua chapter 1, it says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days, you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Amen? Amen. To this point, listen to me, folks. To this point, God's people have been provided for and that survived totally by the hand of God. But now God was developing and his people a mentality of personal responsibility and telling them, how bad do you want this land? How bad do you want it? I got a boxing illustration I want to show. How many like boxing? 
if we could play that clip. And I want you guys to watch this. And just real quick, and you'll see why. I love boxing. I was trying to figure out a way how to get that thing in there. How many seen this fight? Meldrick Taylor and any in recent memory. Can we dim the light a little bit? Watch this fight. For a suit. More blood comes out of Taylor's mouth. hands he beats Chavez to the punch and to the counter punch they've gone to the whip now if you watch that fight Julio Cesar Chavez he was losing he lost almost every round but yet they say there was one judge that, that gave him favor. So he's losing all the fight. But if you watch his cornermen, they're telling him, they're, they're by his corner, they're getting him up. And they're saying, Julio, do it for your country. Do it for your family. Julio, do it for God. They're, they're putting it. They're putting it. They're putting it in his mind. They're putting his mind. He's getting his butt. He's getting his butt whipped. And they're putting his mind. Julio, you can do this. Now you see what happened in the 12th round? But they had to psych him up. They had to put it in his mind. And this is what the Lord was doing. He provided for them. He did everything that he could possibly do. Now they had a, now the ball was in their hands. So what you see now is only the beginning. Did you guys hear that? What you see right now, look around, look around the sanctuary. It's only the beginning. Amen. How many know great victories are yours? Big, great victories are yours for the taking this morning. You have the marching orders. Amen. To move forward. Amen. All authority has been given to you. Amen. Now it's time to possess the land and cross over to the other side. But we got to be ready. We got to be ready. To cross over and take the land. It's not going to be easy. We heard it last night, conflict. Where were the other boats? 
You know, that's like when you up against a battle. I got your back, homie. And they, yeah. You know, you, you think they're all behind. Well, let's get down there. You turn around, everybody's gone. Yeah. Everybody's gone. And you're wondering, where are the other boats? Where are the other Wato locals? Where did they run to? Amen. But Joshua had courage. He was ready. He, he was ready. Moses already had prepared him. How many know, you know, we believe in the fivefold ministry, do we not? I, your praise chapel, you know, we believe in, in all the gifts. Amen. How many know, uh, you know, Pastor Ard, you know, he's recognizing, he's going to tell you, you know what, bro, you're going to lead the outreach today. I'm going to go have dinner. I'll go with you, Pastor Eric. But isn't God so good? I really believe this, folks. That God's got a blessing for you guys. That the fruit of your labor is coming sooner than you think. Sooner than you think. Our job is just to be faithful to what God has called us to do, to build his church. Yeah, there's going to be times where we're going to want to throw it in, right? I don't know how many times, you know, I got rebuked by my wife because I would tell her all the time, are, are, are you ready to quit? You know, 60, I'm 65, she's 25. And... Uh, Got to put that in there. I'll be in trouble. And uh, but I, I, I tell her, you know, when, when are we going to quit? You know, how much energy do we got left? You know, are we still willing to fight the good fight? You know, and do what God is. You know, and, and you know, it had, this had to be God. At the last conference we had, I just coincidentally bought her a T-shirt that said, "We don't retire, we refire." Big mistake. Big mistake. But I know the best is yet to come. Not only for this church, but for Santa Fe Springs, for all the other churches, Joan Arajo, Pastor Bobby, Pastor Sonny, all of us that are doing the work for God. And that includes you too, because we're not doing it all alone. Without them, we can't do nothing. Right? We can't do nothing. We need you. We need you. Because anytime you do a work for God, there's going to be opposition. Anytime. You could just come to clean the church, working for God, and all of a sudden, someone comes to church and says, you didn't clean it right. Right? There's always opposition. Well, then you clean it. Are you guys with me? Yes. Praise the Lord. I hope you enjoyed that.